And it was just a different journey there and eventually landed at Air Reinhardt in 19, February, February of 1991 and became a partner in 2001 in Midland. But in 1997, I got turned on to Dr. Fred Gross, changed my life and was really uh, started a whole new path of my career into how your soul can change the way you live your life and that I even have a soul. And Fred's theory was basically, if you're more attached to your soul, you'll accidentally make more money. Mm -hmm. And so that theory, I just had some profound experiences through that. And, you know, and it's a roller coaster ride. It's like, whoa, my gosh, business was crazy. Then it was like, oh, you forgot what you learned and, you know, your soul gets covered up again and it's it's an up and down journey. And then kids come along and, and you know, and it's just stuff like that. And so then I, after meeting Dr. Fred, I spent eight days a year with him for about 10 or 11 years. And during that time as well, I coached with Bob Bolin for three years. So did that. And then I just got burned out on coaching, took about three years off or so, got turned on to the Ninja program out in Fort Collins, Colorado, and went out there, did the Ninja installation. And then also I did, we had two Ninja coaches in our office in Midland. Flew, we flew them in two separate times. So it was great. I already knew what I was getting into. But then when I went out to Fort Collins, Colorado, I hired a coach out there. Her name was Clara Capano, and she's out of Lafayette, Colorado, between Boulder and Denver. And I coached with Clara for three years. And in that time frame, somewhere in there, I can't remember when, <laughs> we opened up the Bay City office. So 2011. 2011, yeah. It was April 29th, 2011. At that time, we hired Kelly, yep. who's here with us, back back with me after a circuitous path. <laughs> so that's really the journey. And the reason why Bay City got opened up was... Um, you know, Midland, I was selling a lot of real estate and I was a high producer and, you know, had active family life and we travel and I, I did some interesting things, but had challenges as well. And then in 2011, right after the, my mother passed away December 24th, so Christmas Eve of 2010. And we got a phone call or I got a phone call January around the 14th to, I think it was, no, it was about the 18th. So my mother's memorial service was January 14th. And I got a phone call, I think, from an agent in Bay City three or four days after that. Said, Badger, you have to open up a company over here. I'm going, <laughs> what? And so that's really how it unfolded. And I've known this person quite a while. Actually, my um, my parents taught her Sunday school back in the, who knows when. I'm not, I don't want to disclose her age. So that's how Bay City happened. And what Kelly touched on was, you know, my whole goal was, you know, I wanted to transform lives through real estate and it, because it's this huge vehicle of self-reflection. That's probably a good way to phrase it, actually, because we're constantly looking in the mirror and there's nobody to blame but ourselves. So we have good days, bad days, and different people have different skill sets. But if I, if I don't like the way my year's gone, I just pretty much need to go look in the mirror. Right. And I'm um, not blaming everybody around me. So part of that is not giving our power away. And the, the other side of that coin is taking your power back. It's a liberating feeling when you can do that, but it's not easy. Right. So that's really why the company opened up. And we've, we, like we, Kelly was saying, in 2011, we bought a building. And in 2000, I don't know, 15. 15 that opened up, and now we're opening up another 2,000 square feet right now. 
of that. So we're going to have seven more offices. That's really the mission of it. So right now, what I'm in the process of doing is, and Kelly doesn't really know this yet, but I'm in the process of developing some new infrastructure for myself. So infrastructure for myself means what am I doing on a daily basis to more advance? What are my the goals in Bay City? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've always had production goals in Midland at a certain level. And now I'm in this transition of, you know, building that company. And so how do I see my, what's my role there? And what am I doing every day to advance that? Part of that's going to be spending more time one-on-one with agents mm-hmm. and, and coaching. But just from a, hey, not like, hey, you have to do this. How can I help you? Have you ever thought of this? Here's a good resource. And then just giving them uh, quiet support, gentle support to help them further you know, advance their own path. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's funny because I think multiple times throughout our history, I've been like, Badger, why are you not a real estate coach? Why don't you get into coaching? And your common response is, I don't want to work that hard. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like yeah. this is kind of that that easy transition of just being like, I want to share my experience. I want to share my past and I want to help guide people. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not the guy who's going to, you're going to talk to every morning and ask that question. So how many face-to-faces did you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're not going to be that guy, but you, this still gives you the opportunity to share the wealth of knowledge that you have underneath you. Yeah. And part of that is Kelly, that conversation was for me that I think maybe we talked about it, maybe not, is that we've tried some co- internal coaching, right? right? And so when I've coached, and I've learned this in the industry, but when I've coached, I've been writing checks every month. Right. So checks could be, I don't want to get into dollar amounts here, but you know, it could be $1,000 a month. It could be $500 a month. It could be 250 a month. Different platforms have different commitments. And if you are a coach, the coaches know they want to charge this big fee because they know if you're writing a big check, you're really committed. Right. And if you're like, when I coach with Bob Bolin, he wouldn't even take you on unless you made a certain amount of money per year. Right. And it's a big number, you know, back when I was, you know, going crazy. And so the coaches want you to write checks so they know you're serious. They don't want to waste their time with people that aren't serious. Right. And so in the company, we started doing it in Midland, and I did it with a couple agents that for free, you know, because I'm happy to do it. But we meet and, you know, I kind of approached it a little bit from the edit, the what I saw from the check writing side. So, OK, I'm a student and I'm writing these checks to these coaches that were really good. And I'm just a guy in the company. I'm not going to charge a fee. I'm in the company. We'll just right. do it. And, and it got awkward really quickly. Mm-hmm. Because okay, we're meeting every day or once a week at say Friday at or Thursday morning at nine o'clock or whatever, and have well we talked about hey tell me how you're doing well I didn't do anything and well I did a little bit okay that's fine and then the guilt starts flowing in really quick right. and so within the company it's really awkward to have a coaching program so mm-hmm. I, I tell people now that if you want to do coaching. Go do coaching. Let me point you in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. And I have lots of great resources for it. And there's cool people out there. And there's a lot of people that I don't know about. So it it can can get awkward. So, but what I want to do is just help provide encouragement and wisdom around a lot of stuff and and be around and follow through on some of the structural stuff we have going on where Jim and Melissa are just too busy for that. And I can fill in some of those blanks. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so what, I don't have a clear plan, but I'm going to have a clear plan in 30 days because that's what I'm working on. Cool. Well, I think it's nice with your background and the history you have in coaching. Um, you were talking about Dr. Fred Gross, and I think it's really important if anybody isn't familiar with who he is. He is a real estate coach to some extent, but he is not a real estate agent. Um, no, why don't you give us no. a little bit of history and tell us the difference between, you know, Dr. Fred versus Bolin or Ninja or any of the other training programs that you're going or that you've gone through? Yeah, so Fred was amazing and is amazing. He's 85 years old now, and I just signed up for, uh, he has this virtual thing, four sessions, an hour and a half long, and I was just on the first one last week. And it was just really great to see him again on online. and Go to uh, meeting. Go to meeting, it was on. Yeah. And he and his wife, Victoria, and Fred is a rabbi, psychologist, Originally from New York City, tr got transplanted to Phoenix through a series of events and had a, a psychology practice there. And he just got tired of trying to counsel people who didn't want to change. So it was just like, okay, this person's going to come in every week and I'm going to talk to them, but they never have any behavior change. Right. So he kind of snapped and he said, I just want to work with people who are driven to change. And through this series of events, he ended up in Christchurch, New Zealand. Landed there, kissed the ground, met a girl, got married, and now he has, he's based out of Christchurch, New Zealand, but he has a condo in Scottsdale. So, anyhow, but Fred's big thing was he got connected at the time through, I think it was Harcourt's insurance company. I think they're an insurance company in Australia, New Zealand. And he started working with their commission salespeople and their businesses started doubling and crazy things like that. When he was there, he connected with Bob Wolf in Laguna Niguel, California, who's just this amazing guy. And Bob brought him back to the United States and he started coaching realtors in the United States. And back then in the late 90s of the top 100 realtors in the United States, he was coaching about half of them. I got handed an audio cassette back in the fall of 1996. Actually, it was, I think, December 96 or January of 97 from the Michigan Realtors Convention where Fred spoke. And Linda Owen and my partner in Midland gave that to me and it changed my life. And so I came back. I had no money, put it on a credit card and went to Chicago about three months later and the rest was history. Right. And I think it's just cool because... Like I said, Dr. Fred's approach isn't coming from, uh, you know, I'm going to teach you all these tricks to to make your business stronger. It was really changing your mindset to make your business stronger. And how do I attack things and look at things? And and like I said, the nonlinear side where, right. you know, all the other coaching programs normally handle handle more of the linear side of the thing of, of real estate. Fred was really the nonlinear. And I think we're probably one of few companies out here locally that have a good balance of both and focus on that. And we share that information with the agents. You share that information with yeah. the agents. It's definitely helpful for a new agent coming in to, into the industry. But I also see where it was helpful for agents who had been in the industry for years and all of a sudden give them that diff, that shift. I never thought about it this way because I was never open to it. And my, my brain was all linear and now I look nonlinear and look at the doors that have opened for me. So yeah. I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, Fred's big thing was four marketplaces. The first marketplace is what's sitting on your chair, what you have control of, your heart, your soul, your dreams, your goals, your aspirations. And then um, the second marketplace is our skills, techniques, 
So things you can go, you can go take a class on purchase agreements or listing agreements, or you can go to Ninja. And candidly, about 25% of Ninja is first marketplace, your hopes, dreams, goals, aspirations. Mm-hmm. And then, but second marketplace is technical things you can go learn, you know, computer programs, all the training that most realtors go through. And then the third marketplace are things that are totally out of your control, like COVID is a perfect example. It's out of your control. It hits the world. What do you do? How do you rebound? How do you recalibrate for that? And then the fourth marketplace is karmic. He calls it karmic destiny. And what that is basically is when your soul is in alignment with your purpose and who you are and what you're doing, and you're just walking on air. And I've been in that space a few different times, and it's just really, it's amazing and it's scary. I think part of what's been the most frustrating thing for me over the last, since 1997, is I was in this 10 or 11-day bliss state of just, just magic happening everywhere around me and everything going great after... Uh, a, a Fred session, you know, we had a group meeting and then we had one-on-one consultations and just, oh my gosh, this is who I used to be. And that scared me, I think a little bit. And it's like, I'm trying, I skirt around it now because it's almost like it's too good to be true. And, you know, but I've been back there a little bit, especially a little bit in the last year. It's just a better way to go through life and do business. And it's nothing religious or anything like that. It's just peeling back the layers of the onions so you can find your heart. That's probably a good way to say it. I think you're right. And I think we have experienced that recently. I mean, I know even leading into this, Badger's getting ready to take a nice little sabbatical and take some time away with his wife. And there was some stress leading into it. We had some big transactions. We had some homes we wanted to get sold. And it was all of a sudden, okay, we got like a three-week crunch. We got to figure out what can we do, you know, to, to get these moving. And then like, in one week, it was like, I think we did $2 million weeks back to back. Like they just, things just popped. And I think that was one of those moments where we were putting our feet to the pavement. We were doing what we needed to do and everything just lined up and just fell into place and yeah. magic happened. So that's how Kelly would explain it, <laughs> which is true. And the other piece of that that's true is I wrote it down and, you know, I said, we're just going to like, you know, do the right things, but also this is a goal and, and, and review it every morning to get these properties pended and clear to close. So they're looking great by the time I leave town. And I think we're there, right? The one's already yeah. closed. Right, it yeah. was cash the sale, one, yeah, closed in pending. two weeks. And then the other one is pending. We're just waiting for the appraisal to come back, which is not a problem because there's big down payment. And, right. And there were other properties in there as well, but those two in particular were just ones I was really concerned about. But I think it comes back. I mean, Badger says that, but it is the mindset. It is getting up every day and, ha- and having the presence of what you're trying to obtain, looking at your goals. And if you do that and you know what's going on, then your actions will reflect that and it pushes you forward. So like you said, it's just that euphoric alignment of everything just coming together. And because, because why? Because you're making it come together. Yeah. And what's interesting about the goals is that there's no money in any of the goals. Right. (laughs) So my goals that I have, my 11, I think I have 11 in my folders behind you, Kelly, over there. There's no money in any of them. Right. It's like to reconnect with my wife, you know, get these two properties pended and looking good for closing. That those, I guess, is financial at one level, but I don't put any dollar amounts on them or anything. You know, just just things like that. Clarity on what's going on for my next chapter in life, things like that. Mm -hmm. It's not make a bazillion dollars or sell 20 properties or 
it's it's just stuff that really is more clarity of life yeah. issues for me. Well, and I think sometimes too, if, when you get the clarity on those things, business will come. Right. If you're in a good mindset, business will come because right. people want to work with you. Right. If you're good to people, you're going to get business because people like to work with people they like, you know? So I think that your goals don't always have to be financial. I think sometimes if your goals, if your if your number one goal is I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year, you're going to get caught up on the finances of everything that right. you encounter because your mindset is that money. It's now all of a sudden when I have a transaction that's falling apart, but a maybe a hundred dollars would or a thousand dollars would would change the situation. You don't want to give up that thousand dollars. That's a thousand dollars towards your goal. You right. know, so if you take that money aspect out of it, all of a sudden it opens up the doors and you probably end up exceeding beyond what you would have originally thought because you weren't holding yourself to a specific amount. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in that. And you just reminded me of something else. So about four years ago, maybe three, my goal was to just to feel good because I was in a transition spot of life. Business was good. My kids are in college. I, you know, I'm just, what does the next incarnation of Badger look like? And my goal was just to physically feel good, period. That was it, right? Because I just wasn't feeling good. I wasn't, my energy was down and I just didn't have clarity. And so I'm in a program now called Strategic Coach. I've been in that for about six years. We didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, I go to Toronto every three months and for a one day workshop with other business owners of all sorts of different types of businesses. And, and last year and a half, it's been virtual, of course. But Dan Sullivan, the founder of Strategic Coach, said, clarity gives confidence and power. And I think a lot of it for me is I get so many things going on in my head that I get unclear and my confidence goes away and my power goes away. I mean, not like power, like egomaniac power, but just my power to get things done. Right. And so the big thing for me right now is maintaining clarity. And so, like when Kelly and I talk, if I'm not clear on stuff, it, 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 I then I'm, I can sense the vagueness of it now myself, or before I never could. And I think Kelly's seeing that with me. Clear as mud, we yeah, say all the yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. So being clear about what's going on, and that's why being clear about why why are you in real estate? And for me, I need to get really clear, and I, I am I'm really close to being super clear about. Like it was when I started. Why did we open Bay City? Right. Transform lives through real estate. Well, I want to do that. Right. And, you know, my business, my mission statement for years was to make my soul harmonize with my dreams, goals, and habits and being a magnificent husband, father, and leader in the real estate industry while inducing loved ones, colleagues, and friends to discover their destiny. And that's really what I'm going to do. Right. And so I can't do it for people, but I can share and talk and Let's get on the destiny path instead of on this, the gerbil wheel of right. that a lot of other people do in real estate. We don't want to do that. I want people that are fulfilled and happy and whole, and they can do it. But it's and it's an it's an up and down thing, you know, for sure. You're not in that state all the time, but spend more time in that state than you used to. Mm -hmm. I think a big part too. We're going to transition a little bit here. A big part in achieving what you want was bringing in. Uh, the right teammates. And I think yeah. part of it is, and we talk about this a lot in the career launch system, because we will talk about the kind of people we want, the kind of people we don't want. <laughs> right. And then 
I think for you, a, a huge part of making the business successful was bringing on Jim and Melissa as teammates and having them run the day-to-day because they each have their unique strengths and they each bring something to the table and are able to achieve something that you cannot do on your own. Yeah, and I can't do it, period. <laughs> yeah, so without Jim and Melissa right now, I don't, I mean, last several years, I don't know where we'd be. I'm not a manager. You know, I don't like to manage. I don't want to manage. I, I can but it wouldn't be pretty. Right. And so, but Jim and Melissa, they get that stuff handled and they're good at it. And they really complement each other. They are both obviously different. They have different strengths and weaknesses and they kind of uh, complement each other. And so the three of us together is kind of a three-headed monster that <laughs> tries to get things done. Jim and Melissa are running the day-to-day stuff. And at some point down the road, we're going to let them come on and talk. They can talk about their story right. and just have fun with it. And But they're just amazing and they're totally different and they are there every day and helping agents out every step of the way. I am too, but not like those guys are. I think, yeah, we have conversations all the time or Badger will, will talk to customers every once in a while when he's introducing my role in in whatever transaction we might have going on. And he'll say, you know, yeah, I, I, I make it up and Kelly helps make it real. And then we always talk about that third aspect of making it recur. And I think that's where Jim and Melissa really shine. And, you know, we can help. We can all sit together and come up with these great concepts, but they really make everything, you know, reoccur. Yeah. Where probably Badger and I would both fail at that. (laughs) So it's, it's just a great team aspect involved there. Yeah. But Badger had had this other idea for a ninth episode to talk about what we just kind of discussed. And so we kind of just immediately we're like, okay, let's just cut eight and nine now becomes eight and here's where we're going to end it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I I don't know what, sometimes I sense that people just think I'm this real estate robot, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you just go and sell real estate and, you know, and I, I kind of what probably was that person at one point in my career, but what fascinates and excites me is really what I first learned from Dr. Fred years ago. And then with all the other concepts put on top of it, if somebody wants to craft this really cool career and do some cool stuff, I'm a great guy to talk to. And if you want to find out details of a closing of something that's going on or the mechanics of it, I know I'm good. I'm excellent at getting all that stuff done, (laughs) but I don't want to hang out in that world or, (laughs) you know, when's the Christmas party or anything like that. (laughs) So um, the managerial day-to-day stuff, that's not my wheelhouse. I can do it. It's fine. But I just, it's it's not where I shine. Right. We rely on Jim all the time. Jim has like the unicorn situation handled all the time some agent comes and is like oh my gosh you're never gonna believe what's going on how am i gonna deal with this jim's like "Ah, i've been through that four times like (laughs) he always knows how to handle every situation but yeah transactionally and that's the biggest thing in the culture in the company is you're in dilemmas all the time i mean i am and i'm still asking people for input and advice and wisdom everybody's in the hallways because people are in there working or we're a quick phone call away yeah Unless we're on sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, but yeah, so that's what I've got planned. So I didn't realize after COVID how kind of burned out I was. And so back then I just got inspired to take some time off. So my wife and I have been planning this for almost a year and a half. And we're just taking a month off and going to go off the grid for a little bit and then come back refreshed. So we want other people to do the same thing. So. Yeah, and what most people might not know that are listening, because I don't know if we've ever really touched on it. You've talked about Julie a little bit. I thought of it in the last episode you were talking about early on, and 
not having any money and being very aware that you didn't have any money. And it's because he married a CPA who reminded him that <laughs> yeah, they yeah, did yeah. not have any money. So, yeah. So I, and, and for a year and a half, I've been waiting to hear Badger say, yeah, we're not going to take that sabbatical. And so yeah, I, yeah, I, no. it's coming and I just think it's great. I think it's a great thing for both you and Julie. So and very, very earned. Well, Kelly's heard this story and it's like when we were young, when I first got started in real estate, you know, we had bill collectors calling, the roof was leaking on our little house and we, we had no money to fix it. Julie's laying in bed crying at night and I feel like this total failure. And I don't think I, what drives me is to go have this great stuff or be great. I think what drives me is the fear of going back to that time. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying not to go there anymore. And so this is, uh, Julie deserves a break and she's the one most afraid of the sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, I imagine I can, that, that, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. And I remember you saying early on, like getting into real estate, you kind of begrudgingly got into it. You, you're like, I don't want to be this canned salesperson, like, but yeah. I can get in here and I can probably make some money quick. And then all of a sudden it like, just that completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, told, I didn't want to be a plaid jacket salesperson. You know, I had a good degree from a good school. I was semi-intelligent and it was a major blow to my ego that I, I was in property management and I had to get into sales and I did not want to do that. And I got into it and just kind of, oh, this is cool. I'm not tied to a desk. And I right. kind of took off in it. It wasn't like incident, but it was, you know, I'd like the energy of it. And so that's really kind of how it unfolded. And I think part of it was I didn't want to be a salesperson. You know, I was supposed to be in investments and stuff, and which this has worked out great. I think in some ways, after all this time in your career, you're not a salesperson, you know? Well, a salesperson's fine. But I'm I'm saying in, in some ways, I mean... You're still in investments. You're still helping people with probably the biggest investment that they have in their lives. And But I think you have cultivated your career and crafted your career in such a way. And we, we joke, if you look at any of our marketing material we have out there, we, we talk about Uniquely Badger all the time. But your career is very unique in itself, you yeah, know, and it, yeah. it it works for what you wanted. You You took a position that you didn't think you wanted and you turned it into your dream job. Yeah, and I think really at the end of the day in the real estate business, we're counselors and psychologists and advisors. Yeah, trusted advisors. Yeah, yeah, trusted advisors. And when the heat's on, people need wisdom around their issues. That's what that's when we are really valuable. Mm-hmm. You guys look at really think about this. What's our plan B? Right. Right. What's plan B? And so let's make this happen. Because people get caught up on tiddlywinks when they're staring in the face of, you know, mountains. Right. Real estate's not the super liquid asset. I mean, right now it's pretty liquid. Right. But, hey, if, if we don't put this transaction together, what's our plan B? And are you going to be in Albuquerque in three months? Right. Anyhow, it's – and plus, and there's like we talked about before in the last podcast, you know, huge emotional stuff. Death, divorce, moving – who knows what sicknesses? I mean, just crazy stuff. People sell because of big events mm-hmm. and, and, and buy as well. And so it's, it's not necessarily all logical. It's, there's lots of emotions at play. And that's probably where I've shined a little bit with that. Right. I think you've said it a couple of times, just having an empathetic ear can, yeah. can definitely help. And also going through some of these same issues yourself, you know, you have those experiences that you draw from and, 
you can easily put yourself in their shoes and, and know how they feel and help guide them the right path. Yeah. Every real estate mis- real estate mistake ever made, I've probably done it. <laughs> you know, no, I made a lot of bad decisions, which uh, creates a lot of wisdom. Right. So, I don't know. But yeah, good, made some good moves and some silly moves and we'll keep moving. Right. So, this is our podcast series. Uh, like I said, we're probably going to dive into another one shortly. This one might go into more nuts and bolts, might talk a little bit more about, again, the linear side of real estate. But if you're in the meantime, if you're interested, want to know inf- more information, check out our website. It's arhousebay.com forward slash careers. You'll find links to all of our other podcasts, our upcoming video series, which is a, a great in-depth look at Badger and how he started his career a little bit more, kind of like today's episode, but a little bit more in-depth. And then also there's contact information in there for Jim, Badger, and Melissa. Like we say, you know, start it all starts with a conversation. So please reach out. All of our conversations are confidential and we hope to hear from you soon. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys.